Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to the Text Talk Podcast. We're so glad that you have downloaded, tuned in, listening to our conversation as we move forward in the book of Acts. We're looking at Acts chapter 24 today. Edwin, what is our text? We're going to be in Acts chapter 24. We're going to read the first nine verses. I am reading from the English Standard Version. So this is Acts chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and a spokesman, one Tertullus. They laid before the governor their case against Paul. And when he had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Since through you we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, reforms are being made for this nation in every way and everywhere, we accept this with all gratitude. But to detain you no further, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly, for we have found this man a plague, one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world and is a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge, affirming that all these things were so. Well, if Andrew were here with us today, I know how he'd start start this off. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You are here with us today. Oh, man. It doesn't even stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm missing Jackson a little bit, but hey. We're going to continue on. I'm glad you're here. Andrew, I know one of your favorite things, especially as we start a new week, is to always remember why we are where we are. So here's this guy, Turtleus. He's So I'm just going to stop you right there. I love that you're saying Turtleus. If I slip into saying Turtleus, please just know I grew up in Indiana. And that's how I heard it. <laughs> that's probably more accurate. But I follow I the principle that says you say it with confidence and everyone will think you've got it right. <laughs> I just think between Turtleus and the oration that we just heard, he sounds a little he sounds a little like a like kind of a sleazy. Well, I, I do my best. I do my best. So He's a bad guy. Let's learn about Turtleus or Tertullus. Uh, why, why is he even talking here? Get us, get yeah, us up to speed. we need to get up to speed. So we are in kind of a series of chapters here in the book of Acts where the Apostle Paul is having the opportunity to make a defense, to give testimony before all of these different authorities, right? And so in the 23rd chapter that we were talking about last week, he's before the Sanhedrin Council, kind of an emergency session called. Um, And uh, what comes out of that? Basically a coup that a few people have decided they're going to try to assassinate the Apostle Paul in his travels and amidst uh, a couple of appearances before the council. Well, in the wonderful providence of God, word gets to Paul that that is in the works. And so Paul is delivered uh, by uh, sharing that news with the Romans. He's a Roman soldier. He gets the benefits of protection of the Roman army. And so the uh, leader there, Lysias, he arranges a serious transport. I mean, the, the first century equivalent of an armored truck with an entourage uh, to transport Paul from Jerusalem and this coup or this this scheme, I guess, to assassinate him all the way down to a Roman stronghold of Caesarea Maritima. And I know you hate to 
look at my pictures from my trip to Israel. <laughs> but one of the best places I got to go was the excavations of Caesarea Maritima and Herod's Praetorium, which is where the Apostle Paul's held, the environment where all of this uh, tribunal is happening. And um, they've excavated Herod's Praetorium. They've excavated the barracks. They've excavated the very rooms, three of them, which in all likelihood Paul's stayed in one of them for quite some time. Uh, And it was just incredible out there by the seashore. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful right on the Mediterranean Sea. But I digress. So as he and comes, we will not ever have video to show those pictures on this podcast. You know, our one faithful listener was saying that uh, <laughs> if we just got a green screen, uh, we could throw up maps, we could throw up video uh, pictures. But of course, we and would video. have to have video, right? Yeah, we yeah. have to have video on a green screen. Absolutely. Thank you for that comment that you sent in, Shannon. We appreciate that. We do appreciate Shannon. But as I said, no video. Yeah. You also said one of our many faithful listeners, and so I need to give a shout out to my mom and my <laughs> wife <laughs> and and a handful of other people now we appreciate <clears throat> you guys listening okay by the way i just looked it up we are both right okay in some uh, some cases it is turtleus nominative okay. it is turtleus uh-huh. but in the genitive it would be turtalu so depends uh-huh. on the case how you'd pronounce it so we can both say it the way we want <laughs> okay uh, yeah i'll just say that guy no that guy uh, that guy that okay guy. let's get on with this it's five minutes in we haven't really talked about the passage <laughs> and we were going to try to be quick today <laughs> well and i think we still can because i don't have a whole lot to say about it so what we got is uh <laughs> we're having too much fun so what what we've got though is that here we're getting to brass tacks the apostle paul has been safely delivered uh, to Caesarea. And now the governor, the Roman governor Felix, is going to find out why, why uh, is this man on charges that people are even seeking extreme penalties and even death? I mean, the, the Jews were wanting to kill him, and here he is, a Roman soldier. And what you just share with us from our scripture reading is that Ananias, the high priest, he makes his way there, but he is not going to be the speaker to the uh, to Governor Felix. They bring in a hired gun. They bring in an orator and a lawyer to do their talking, this Tertullus. And he makes all kinds of accusations against Paul. And by the time we're done hearing what he says about Paul, Paul sounds like a scoundrel, a troublemaker, a rotten sort of fella, a pot stirrer, an arrogant jerk. In verse 5, they use the word plague. plague. He's a plague, and it's all over the empire. A plague to the Jews. But one thing I know about each one of these accusations, they are all false. Not one of them is true. Unequivocally. Yeah, not one of these is true. It makes me think, and and perhaps this is just because at the same time as we're going through all of this, I am also with you in a study of the Sermon on the Mount in our home congregation I'm thinking about what Jesus said toward the beginning of that sermon in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 11 when he points out that we are blessed when people make all kinds of false accusations against us for the sake of Jesus' name or for righteousness' sake. He said, because that's that's what happened for all the prophets, false accusations. Paul is walking in the footsteps of the prophets and in the footsteps of Jesus himself, who the same thing with all of these false accusations. And what what he points out there in, in 5, 10, and 11, those two together, is that those who experience this, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
amen to that. And so you have this uh, hardship here that most of us would not invite to our lives. No one likes the idea of being slandered or people starting rumors uh, about them or saying things falsely to them. And yet here in this passage of Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, happy are you, blessed are you, uh, this is is a a badge uh, of honor, a proof, if you will, that you are Christ's kind of person if you see that the, the forces of the world, the forces of wickedness, have singled you out to attack you and revile you. I don't like this. I don't like either of these concepts, namely because it's saying something that I don't want to go through. I I don't want a badge of faithfulness to be that there are going to be a whole lot of people that don't like me and say mean things about me and make up stuff about me. But what this is saying, I'm I'm going to go to— Or or even, if I could, important people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right. And, and, and not, I mean, we, we worry about uh, the authorities. OK, people with power, people with influence. You know, when your name is on their list, uh, that's a fearful thing. I want my brand of Christianity to be something that all the folks in the world would appreciate and approve of and, and would like. I, I remember I had a friend years and years ago who after he had become a Christian, not long after he had been restored to faithfulness, young fella, 20, 22. I was young at the time, just a little bit older than him. And he specifically said that his goal was to make Christianity cool. Wow. He wanted to demonstrate to people that Christianity was cool. Now, he moved away from that. In fact, he got to a point of telling me, you know what, I realized that's not the way it is. And and that's growth. That's what disciples do. We grow. We grow. But I but I've always remembered that because there's a there's a part of me that that's kind of the way I want it to be. I I I have this mindset sometimes that boy, if I were doing this Christianity thing right, everybody would like me. The folks in the world would just think I'm great. And yet what Jesus actually says about that is when everybody's saying you're great and they like you and they think you're wonderful, Mm, that's what they did with false prophets. It's one of those great, I think, paradoxes about uh, the faith or about trying to share the faith with other people that I believe this is the best thing ever. I want to dedicate my life to sharing this news with other people. And so if other people don't think this is the best thing ever, then I think, well, I must not be saying this right. I must not be telling it right. This is the best thing ever. And uh, not to say that I, I couldn't be mistaken or you know not telling it as well as I could, uh, but just to understand, as you said, the growth to recognize, the Lord himself said the world hates me, that the world hates the darkness. You're going to be treated like me, uh, which means you can be telling it right, completely faithful, and no, the world doesn't think it's the best thing ever. They're going to go after it, reject it. Let me take that a step further. It's not just that they don't think it's the best thing ever. It's that some of them think it's the worst thing ever. Like and a plague. Like a plague. <laughs> and they they take personal affront to it and they turn around and attack. I, I mean, you and I might disagree about our favorite movie. Right. Which, of course, objectively speaking, the best movies ever are the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but, but my good friend Terry Francis disagrees. I don't know. You may disagree. We don't get into fights and fusses. You know, when I defend the Lord of the Rings, we'll kind of go at it, but he doesn't take out a lawyer and put me on trial and come up with false accusations about what a terrible, awful person I am. You and I might disagree about what's the best restaurant ever. Mm -hmm. 
but we don't, you know, you know, we, we may some, oh no, I like this one. I like that one, but we don't hire a lawyer and, you know, get into a trial and make false accusations about the person. Mm-hmm. So this, this is, this is even more than just, they don't agree with me. It's the best thing ever. They're turning around and they are attacking. And what Jesus does is he makes it sound like if that's not happening, you're not doing it right. Mm. Mm. And, and that's, that's the part I don't like because I don't want to be attacked. But, I, but Acts 14.23, after Paul had gone on his first missionary journey and right. they were on their way back through the churches, he says to all the churches that the path to the kingdom is the way of tribulation. Yeah. Now, I, I always want to get the balance. The point is not that I am purposefully acting in a way that just ticks people off. Yeah, we we'll, don't we'll, seek it. We'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about that the other side of this tomorrow. But as I'm as, as I'm letting people know, this is the best thing ever. It, it's a polarizing message yeah. that folks don't just disagree with; they will attack. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's but theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and that's the thing I'm getting. Is at. the kingdom of heaven? Paul that's... Paul has the kingdom of heaven here. I know he yeah. does because he he is. What's happening to him is exactly what Jesus said would happen to his citizens. Yeah. And so we need to stay ourselves and prepare ourselves that faithfulness to the Lord will mean enmity with this world. But we want to be friends with the Lord, citizens of the kingdom, and receive that. We thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. We're going to continue our conversation in Acts chapter 24. Lord willing, uh, you'll have that tomorrow. But why don't we bow and have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you so much for the day that you've given us, for the time to be together, to open up the scripture, to study your word, to consider the Apostle Paul as his trials continue. And, Father, that he was slandered and great, terrible, false things were set against him to paint him in the worst light, to turn authorities against him, to seek even greater persecution against him. And yet, Father, you stood with him and he speaks truth. We pray, Father, that we might have the strength of conviction and courage in the faith that we will be true to you, seeking, Father, the blessing and the beatitude to have your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.